What's going on, everybody? It's your favorite degenerate, Sam Hicks, coming with you with a bad credit sports talk episode. LSU are your national champions. Pulling off a win, 42-25. to Joe Burrow, you're a bad man. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more iconic than Joe Burrow after the national championship game, just soaking it all in, smoking his cigar, just letting it roll. Hat on his lap that says BDJ. If I got to explain to you what it says on the hat, look it up. Old Row. Shout out Old Row for making those hats sick. You can find that on their website. Buy those. Did he just, the king of Louisiana. Let me tell you something. Ed Ogeron better be, he better get a lifetime coaching uh, contract from there. I, I know other co- other coaches have won the LSU. But the way that this man does it, being a native, just the way that he just so, they've been so rugged. May have been one of the greatest college teams I've ever seen. They just, they got down early in that game. I understand that. They were going to get down early in that game. As good as Joe Burrow is, as good as Jefferson is, as good as that defense is, they're still playing a team that's been there, done that, like not, didn't came in with probably no nerves. So they'll obviously, they get, they went down early. But once LSU got going, it was never any doubt, baby. Like, they were just clicking on all cylinders. They never left their game plan. It was Rod Joe all the way to it. He, they just rode him all the way to the promise, and he got it done. 463 yards and five TDs. Still keep It still broke the record for his completion percentage. Over 70%. You know, completing 70% of your passes for years, it's bananas. It's really, it is really insane the type of year that he had. It is crazy. You know, when Tom when Tom Brady broke the passing touchdown record um, in the NFL, he threw the record-breaking TD to Randy Moss. And when Joe Burrow broke his touchdown record, he threw his record-breaking touchdown to Randy Moss's son. <laughs> How about that? I, I Just a little fun stat there for you. Cincinnati... I'm just hoping that Cincinnati does this man right. Like, as soon as they draft him, as soon as they can get any more, they they need to just be like, okay, we're going to get you some receivers. We'll get you a tight end and, like, get you a left tackle and just figure it out. Give this man a couple – give this man any kind of weapons, he's going to ball out. He's going to ball out. It ain't a fluke, but you can't win if you're in Cincinnati and they don't do anything different than what they have. You can't just plug a quarterback in there and win. I'll say that. It is what it is. But shout out to LSU. They did their thing. Shout out to my LSU fans that listen to the show. It's a great time for you. You guys are, you guys deserve it. Enjoy it. Bourbon Street's, Bourbon Street's lit. They're playing neck down there. Suck that time, yeah, bitch. Like, they're lit. I understand. They deserve it. They deserve every single bit of it. Um, I gotta make this episode quick because I'm going to the Predators game. I'm gonna go see Predators take on the Predators take on the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Predators are a minus two ten to win that game. I put a little put a little fifty piece on it and see what happens. I lose that game, be pissed off. I've I've been to uh, two Preds games. I'm hey, I'm zero two. Like let's go get it together. We gotta get that thing going. Let's talk. Uh, 
let's talk about what we're really here for, though. Oh, also, OBJ handing out money and slapping that coach on the ass and then interrupting old Coach O's speech and stuff like that. Listen, if you're an NFL player and you went to that school, you're a former player and stuff like that, it's cool to have you in there because it kind of, like, brings a different kind of nostalgia and the players love it and yada, yada, yada. But come on, man. Come on. Like, I, I did... Maybe OBJ played in that game. Like, NCAA might need to investigate. Uh, if he really handed out real money, I know he handed it to people that aren't athletes anymore. Joe Burrow went on part of my take and said that it was real money um, because he can say that. He's not an athlete anymore. And the other players that were shown getting money aren't athletes anymore. LSU said it was fake money at first. Now they're trying. Now they're being a little bit more serious about it. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I mean, if you're a former player, don't even put your, don't put your college at risk like that. Like, just don't. Because then you're you're putting a negative connotation on a historic season, like right there at the end. We still we we're not gonna let somebody like OBJ ruin how big LSU season was. But come on, come on, bro, come on, bro. Get get back in the gym. Like start working on Cleveland. You need to be catching passes from Baker Mayfield right now. Y'all need to be running post routes all day. That's what you need to be doing. Get out of here with that. Let's talk about what we're really here for. Championship series. NFL. Um, guys, we talked about this last week, and this is uh, it's just going to be a wild weekend. Obviously, the first game is going to be up Sunday. Uh, Titans at Chiefs. There's a, there's some odds on. Um, I got I got this early. I took this as soon as the game was over. I put in a little teaser. I actually have uh, the Titans plus four. And a half, and I think I got Green Bay plus 14 in their game uh, for a teaser that I took with some other like soccer and some stuff like that. I bet a lot of soccer, I'm crazy, but um, let's go into what Vegas has on this just in case somebody wants to sprinkle a little action separately, and then I'm gonna go over a couple things that happened. All right, so Tennessee won uh, at Baltimore 28 to 12, they've been able to hold. The Patriots and the Ravens under 14 points in this playoffs. They're having a great playoff run. This is how you win playoff games, guys. You win playoff games by having a running back and an O-line that show up in the playoffs. You will always be successful if you have a great running back that can carry the load and can carry the ball more than 30 times and also can get you yardage and can drain the clock. I talked about this on the podcast last week. If you guys are sleeping on me when I'm trying to tell you this, I'm trying to tell you guys. If you can control the clock, you can win the turnover battle, you can win the game. That is how playoff games used to be won. All this putting up points and stuff, which I'm going to get into that too. This, it still looks good when you do it this way, but we'll get to the Chiefs, all right? Texans, yes, r- ridiculous. Uh, I mean, so they're able to, the defense is showing up. They're smacking people in the mouth. King Henry. Derek Henry. I don't even know your middle name, but today you know, it Derek King Henry. Thirty carries, one hundred ninety-five yards, three hundred and seventy-seven yards over the past two games. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's the first player in NFL history with uh, over one hundred eighty-five yards in two games in a row, and he's also the first player to have multiple games of over one hundred seventy-five yards rushing in one playoff run. Crazy. I, I wrote a blog about this. If you haven't read my blog, shame on you. If you listen to this podcast, go find the blog. Give me those give me those clicks, baby. You'll get me motivated. I promise you I'll bring more heat. 
this is here's a weird thing. Tannehill seven for 14, 88 yards, two touchdowns. He's so so he got asked by a reporter if it bothers him the fact that like he hasn't put up a lot of yards. And of course, Tannehill's like, no, like I'm just trying to win. Like, I, I mean, if you're anybody who knows anything anything about sports or anything about football in this situation, no, you don't care. Okay, he doesn't need 300 yards passing. He's got he still got two touchdowns. Derek Henry didn't score a touchdown last week. He's got he got two touchdowns. He's he's thrown for 50. percent Even though it was 88 yards, he's still on point. He only has 160 yards passing this postseason. Here's my only concern. Because of the fact that he hasn't had to throw the ball a lot, he hasn't had to sling it around because Derrick Henry's just having a monster postseason. When you play the Chiefs next week, which is who is who we're playing, when you run into the Chiefs next week, if it gets to a situation where you do get down, does Tannehill, tr- does Tannehill trust himself enough to follow the game plan? Be Joe Burrow esque, and still methodically move his team down the field. Don't panic. Don't over. Don't Trevor Lawrence. Don't overthrow. Don't underthrow. Don't. The Deshaun Watson could not lead the the Houston Texans back because they were forcing the issue. Does he have what it takes to kind of stay within his mindset, play his game, and then let the receivers do the talking? If the receivers can't get open, it's going to be an issue, obviously. But you obviously, like I said, it, it's still going to come down to the same thing. Can we keep the Chiefs off the field? Listen, Houston put up 24 points in two quarters against the Chiefs. I'm just going to transition on over here, okay? So that's huge. 24, it was 24-0. I'm one of the dumbasses that took a live bet on Houston, threw 100 on them right, at, right at, uh, in the second quarter because they go up 24-0. I, took a, I saw a live bet. It was minus six and a half. For Houston to win, throw the house on it. Let's get it. I thought I was good. Just they just gonna grind it out. Kept trying to gunsling back and forth. A little three and out, three and out. Next thing you know, here comes Mahomes. I look up, and Mahomes has already went off. Mahomes had five touchdowns off of twenty three passes. Threw for three hundred twenty one yards. They melted away. It was a, it was so hard to watch, because they literally it got to the point. I was in I was at my mother's house trying to visit my sweet mother. I drove from her house home. I get home. I'm still watching. I'm still watching some, and they're they're scoring every single drive almost. It literally looked like they were just gonna score every drive. They had the ball. Tennessee, you have to do a better job of controlling the middle of the field. You can't give up the big play. You have to stop these receivers. Travis Kelsey had 10 catches for 134 yards and three touchdowns. You can't give that up to a tight end. You cannot give up 134 yards and three touchdowns to a tight end. That is the best receiver on their team. Tyreek Hill, I get it. He's speed, this, that, and other. But Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, you let him, you let him go off. He went off. Went off. Watson threw for 388 yards and had two touchdowns. Hopkins had nine catches for 118 yards. I'm going to tell you something. Houston, if you would, if I read you those stats and I turned it up upside down what the score was, you would have said that Houston won this game. 
but the Chiefs had a ridiculous game against Houston. And like uh, Houston had no answer. Now, obviously, you have every because of the fact that Houston just wanted to lay a goose egg here. Just lay, they didn't lay a goose egg; they scored points. But because of the fact that they just wanted to just give up this league and just choke the biggest choke job I've seen in a long time. It's I thought the Atlanta Falcons were on the field. But since they get the lead up, they lose 51 to 30, 31. They went from up 24 to 0 to losing 51 to 31. After the third quarter, after the second quarter. So uh, because of that, obviously now the Titans are overlooked and they like they're not getting any respect because like this game because of how badly they blew Houston out. Houston just didn't come to play. I don't think it's fair to kind of rope Tennessee in with that because of how badly Houston played. They played so bad because they got up. They played not to lose, which got them, which made them lose even worse. It was terrible. I mean, now, so like I said, you can uh, you the cheat the Titans are a seven and a half point underdog. Um, if you look or if you shop around, you can get the Chiefs minus seven. I think. Over under fifty two and a half is what I'm seeing. Um, I mean, there's a couple things I like here. Like I like the under, and because the Titans are this far, like I'm ri- I'm gonna ride it down on them. So like obviously I'm taking Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee in a heartbeat in that. Uh, obviously I like my teaser a lot more, but I'm taking Tennessee plus whatever because I think that they're not. I mean, they're just they're not they're not gonna go down that like quietly after they made it this far there's just too much fire now like they there's too much belief there's too much underdog talk like they just i mean the chiefs are just in they're in for a fucking fight they're in for a fight and thanks to houston nobody else believes that it can be a fight that's just but i seriously in my heart of hearts believe that that just had to do with houston if if henry feels good and that line is healthy and they can control the line of scrimmage, and they can run, and they can have drives that take six, five to six minutes. We got a game, we got a game, and like, I'm just telling you, like seven, seven and a half, in that position, if the Titans are controlling the ball, controlling the clock, like, yeah, if the Chiefs win that, it's gonna be a one score game. But I mean, I could be wrong. But we'll, but uh, that's what that's my take on that. My take on it is the Titans are going to try to control the ball, grind the clock out, smack them in the mouth, and hopefully not let Kelsey go off for three touchdowns. What is that? Let's keep rolling. San Francisco, they did that thing, uh, twenty-seven to ten. Finally, just got Minnesota. I, we talked about this. This game was never in doubt. Uh, it, it was probably the easiest of everything else that I had. Jimmy G didn't even do much. He um, he was eleven for nineteen, hundred thirty-one yards, one touchdown, one interception. They ran for hundred five yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Cousins twenty-one for twenty-nine. 172 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I, it never seemed like it was going to be um, a crazy game, but it never looked like the San Francisco was ever going to lose it. Um, they held Davin Cook to nine carries and 18 yards. Davin Cook was, uh, I talked about this on the last podcast, he was one of their top receivers in the league, top five. 
And to be held to 18 yards, that just shows you how dominant the San Francisco's defense is. That's just ridiculous. They, hold, they just held a playoff team to 10 points in the divisional round. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has his hands full. They're seven and a half point underdog. The over under on that's forty six and a half. Uh, probably under two. I think these both of these games be low scoring the way it's looking. I hammer the under on that. Rodgers in his last game, obviously they they win twenty eight twenty three. Controversial first down. Obviously they didn't have the yellow line right. My boy Steven called that out. Tell me, hey, you know what? That ain't lined up. Weird that they'd have it off that much, but that's what it it was. What it was, a lot of controversy. It sucks because it's more shit for the refs. The ref, I mean, like they need more stuff on their back. But Aaron Rodgers in this position with his experience, I feel like he's gonna try to come out and show out because of the fact that like he wants to put himself in position to kind of go for it one more time. Uh, be a dangerous game, Aaron Rodgers versus. The Titans, boy, I tell you what, that'd be a good one. Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes would be a good one, too. Both of those games sound really good. Obviously, I want the Titans, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Jones put up two touchdowns. Uh, Devontae Adams with two touchdowns. Russell was 9-1 on the road before this game, too, and that I, that's why I rode him so hard. If they don't call that first down, then see how to get the ball one more time. And I believe if they get the ball one more time, that Russell has some magic in him. But it was what it was. Here's what I understand, too. Adams is the Packers' best receiver. And if you think that San Francisco's secondary is going to give up the big play to uh, to Adams the way that he was able to get open on the Seahawks. You're mistaken. It's not going to happen. Sherman Sherman alone may be able to kind of lock him up. And obviously Sherman has more uh, interceptions since like 2011 or something like that in, in uh, regular season plus postseason than any cornerback. But there's no way, no way that uh, they let Devontae Adams go off. Somebody else is going to have to find a way to beat him. And I don't know. I, I personally don't know anybody else that can actually get it done for uh for the Packers in that situation, I, I mean, I, I think that San Francisco wins this game. Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably say that they cover. I think they, I think they win by ten at least. Uh, that's just my personal opinion on it. Uh, th- we got good games, guys. It is what it is. If you're from Tennessee and you hear this, like you can't be more excited than you than you are right now. If you're, if you're in Tennessee and you're a football fan, even if you're have like another team that you're kind of biased to, like you still gotta cheer. You still gotta be excited about this. I mean, I'm a, I'm like a huge, I'm a huge, I'm a big Tom Brady guy, and uh, I don't really cheer for like the Patriots in general. But like, obviously, I love Tom Brady, and when they even whenever the Titans beat Tom Brady and stuff like that, the fact that people would cheer for somebody else, like there's Raven fans that lost this game. If you don't cheer for the team that beat the the team that had the guy, like I'm sure there's Lamar Jackson fans out there that don't really care much about the Ravens, you have to cheer for the team that not your team. That's the only way that makes it that makes sense. Like people that are like, oh, I can't really, I can't see them win. Like you know, they knocked us out. Yeah, you don't want to get knocked out by the you don't want to get knocked out by the champ. Like what is wrong with people? That there's nobody else that you should want to lose to. You want to lose to the best person possible. That always baffled me. They were like, oh, man, you know, it's all right. Y'all going to get handled next week. Like, what What are you talking about? Why do you want somebody to beat the team that you go for? 
I mean, that's just bananas to me. And that never makes any sense. Never makes any sense. I don't know. Uh, hey, let me, uh, let's talk a little basketball while I got everybody here, since we can just go ahead and kind of go through some of this. There's some good basketball stuff here for you. Check this out. Uh, I'm going to, so I'm running out of football. I know it's heartbreaking, but going forward after the Super Bowl's over, I'm going to have to dive into basketball and a little bit of hockey when it comes to betting. So obviously, like I've talked about, I'm going to need people to step up, hit me up with some messages. If you have an iPhone, download the Anchor app, send in voice messages that I can add to my podcast to kind of, oh, excuse me, to kind of help us keep this thing rolling to still talk about sports, get into some debates and talk about things that are going on in the offseason. You're a baseball guy. If you're a basketball guy, if you're a hockey guy, if you're a soccer guy, I don't care if it's a cricket guy, send in some information that you want me to put on the podcast and I'll play the voice message and I'll respond to it with my own opinions. That's what we're looking to do. So get at me. I'm always betting. I'm a new, Like I said, I'm your favorite degenerate. I'll keep betting it. You'll keep listening.